Podcast friends, my name is David Lee, and you're listening to the Inspire Design Create Podcast, giving freelance filmmakers a voice, sharing their stories, and connecting the world of cinematography, commercial filmmaking, and starting your own business together. Let's go. Adjusting this mic is always, is always the battle. What is going on, friends? Brand new podcast episode. We are back today. We're talking about client contracts. Why are they important? Why you should be um, creating them and then when you don't need to create them, right? Uh, so let's talk about why client contracts are important <clears throat> for freelancers, for owner-operators, um, production companies, small, medium, and large, right? Um, at the end of the day, the contract keeps both you and the client committed to the project, right? You sign off on it, the uh, client signs off on it, and and you know, like literally signs a, a piece of paper electronically, um, or you email the contract to them, and they send it back to you, right? So you guys are uh, contractual, contractually obligated, um, committed to the project, right? That means that everything is going to happen. That means people are going to get paid. That means that pre-production is happening. That means that rentals are going out. Uh, and life is good, right? The client contract itself, right? It should clearly state the scope of work. So scope of work can include uh, the deliverables, such as uh, what will be delivered at the end of the day. Is it going to be one 30 second video? Is it going to be 10, 15 second videos uh, in 16 by nine format, in nine by 16 format? Uh, is it a five minute uh, corporate uh, film? Uh, that will also include, say, a 60-second promo version of it, right? Um, and and that's kind of like the gist of like the scope of work, right? It's super important to clearly define the scope of work, so that way there is no um, the client doesn't come back to you. You know, I mean, I I haven't had this happen to me, um, but I've heard of other stories where, say, after the work is done, the client was asking for um, another cut uh, or another video. Uh, that wasn't initially uh, uh, spoken about or spoke about, talked about, right? Uh, that initially wasn't talked about, and now you know you're you're kind of like, well, hey, we don't have the extra footage to create this. You can try to do something like that, uh, but again, that also wasn't discussed. So uh, where 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 will be the extra budget for that, right? Um, so when you clearly state things. They, you can always go back to it and say, hey, this is what we agreed upon. If you're asking for more uh, than what we have right now, it'll also cost, right? Um, so that's why the scope of work, the contract is important because it just kind of keeps things, um, like the expectations are, are, are already set. So that way you aren't getting burned um, in uh, after the fact in case the client says that they need, uh, oh, you know, they also want like an extra video or, you know, um, we, 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 really, we really want this kind of video, an extra, you know, 15 second vertical thing, uh, where, you know, where, where is this one, you know? Um, and so that way you can go back to the contract and just let them know that, hey, it wasn't in the contract. Other things to put into the contract, right? So I'm kind of going like uh, from top to bottom as far as what I put in my contracts. Um, the first one would be the, the scope of work. Uh, the second main thing is always get a deposit and clearly state that a deposit is required, right? The deposit pretty much um, locks you in, you and the client, to say that, okay, hey, we are committed. Uh, this deposit locks you in on the date. Now, the deposit can be used 
Um, how I go with about the deposit is if I need to hire crew or if I need to rent equipment for the day, then that deposit should cover um, crew rates um, for the most part, right? It should cover crew rates and also the rental rates uh, and uh, location um, for the actual day, right? And then the um, the other half of the deposit, right? So always get at least 50% of the deposit is my rule. Because 50%, um, you know, say 50% of like $1,000 is 500 bucks, right? For some people, that might might be a lot. For some people, that might not be a lot. 50% of, you know, $10,000 is $5,000, right? And again, some for some people, that might be a lot. For some, that might not be a lot. But if you put in half of it, it's the mentality is, okay, I'm, I'm halfway through this thing already. And we haven't even shot anything, right? You're probably even, you're probably just going through pre-production. But I'm halfway committed. Why, um, why not commit through the rest of it, right? When you're already halfway through, is is my mentality with that. So always get a deposit. Uh, ensure that that deposit is uh, is at least within uh, like so. Say if they contact you for projects uh, two months down the road, right? Get that deposit like as soon as possible. Uh, whether that be that same day, that same week, uh, or say a month right? At least get that half deposit a good chunk of time before the actual shoot date, all right? And then always have um, the due date uh, clearly stated. So that way, you know, the, if you say that the um, the due date for the entire shoot, uh, for the entire um, project is April 1st, 2021, right? Um, that contractually obligates the client to say, to pay the entire amount on that date, right? On that April 1st date. Uh, and then also have the due date for your deposit. So that way, just things are things are clear. You know, there is no miscommunication. There is no um, oh, well, I thought you meant this date, or I thought you meant you know this this time. No, the 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 contract clearly states exactly when things need to be paid. Right? Not when they should be paid. It's when things need um, to be paid. Now, some clients will have. Um, uh, just different ways of going about their uh, their accounts payable department, right? So <clears throat> what that generally means is if you're working for a larger client, sometimes they'll they'll be what's called net 30, right? There, there's different numbers, net uh, net 60, net 90 is usually like the, the highest it goes to. Uh, and usually you don't want to go anything past net 30 if you can avoid it. What that means is basically, you know, the client has 30 days to pay you from the... Um, uh, from the time that they say that okay, you know this project will start on this date, June, June twentieth, right? They have until July, June, yeah, July thirtieth, or whatever the last day of that month is, um, usually, to um, pay the amount. Uh, but even if that's the case, uh, I would typically always uh, negotiate the the deposit at least, right, or some some version of the deposit, because uh, usually if you're working with like a net thirty client. It's, you know, you're not working like a $500 project, you know, it's probably going to be a couple thousand dollars worth of project, right? Uh, so, you know, at least get a deposit or something something in along the lines of, of a deposit to at least pay for um, if you need rentals, if you need um, additional crew, right? And then make sure that those people are paid uh, and hopefully yourself is paid too. All right. So again, kind of just, just uh, bringing things back around, make sure that the due dates are clearly uh, stated. All right. Uh, now, when do you need a contract? You don't always need a contract for large projects that are a few thousand dollars uh, or more. Always have a contract, right? That way, you know, because because ten thousand dollars is a lot of money, right? 
if it's, you know, someone's paying you 250 bucks, you know, at the end of the day, you still got to pay your two, you got to be paid your 250 bucks, but, um, you know, it's not, it's not necessarily going to break the bank if they, uh, if they cheat you on $250, right? And we can talk about that in another podcast as far as those super low budget rates, right? <clears throat> um, but if it's for more than a few thousand dollars, like say it's like $10,000, have a contract, a hundred percent, like have a contract, right? Because you need to get people paid. You need to get crew paid. You have rentals, right? Maybe you're renting out um, a Dana Dolly plus an Alexa mini package with uh, Cook S4s, right? And you have, uh, say like a, like a 10 man crew, right? And you also have a location. Uh, you gotta pay for that kind of stuff, right? And so, you know, for, for, those, for those types of projects where you have a lot of things happening, a lot of things that you are responsible for, always make a contract. Now for lower budget shoots, you know, say it's like a thousand dollars, right? Which is like, maybe you're just your day rate, right? It's enough where you can bring your equipment, you have your camera, your lens, your camera package, which uh, also has your lenses. Maybe you have your lighting package, right? It could be like two, 300 Ds and like some, some tube lights, right? Gets the job done. Maybe you have a assistant uh, that kind of uh, helps out with everything else, right? So they can help you in the lighting and grip department, right? Very, very, very minimal crew size, minimal, minimal resources, right? Uh, typically, those I don't, uh, I don't make a contract for, but I always send an invoice and I always ensure that the uh, due date for the invoice is set and also a deposit is is an absolute must, right? Again, even if it's a thousand dollars and a thousand dollars is your day rate you need to get at least 500 bucks before that shoot date, right? Um, say you have a, say they contact you, the shoot's like two weeks away, uh, maybe three weeks away, right? Get that $500 like that week or the week after, right? Like, and for, for most for most of those types of productions, like they have $1,000, right? It's not like they don't have $1,000. Trust me, they have $1,000 to spend on their little, you know, three, four video project, right? Get the deposit and then also ensure that uh, that in the invoice, you know, you have your due date set um, for for the shoot date. Right. Which means that you need to get paid by the time you by the time you wrap on that date. Um, so I use PayPal, uh, PayPal business for for invoicing. Um, I don't necessarily use it all the time for like payments, though. If I do use PayPal for payments, what I do is I actually uh, just give them my email address uh, so that way they can log into their PayPal and then send me a uh, a PayPal uh, a PayPal payment, right? If you invoice and then you send the invoice through the PayPal business system, uh, PayPal will take a fee, right? They'll take like, uh, okay, cool. So I actually, uh, I'm in front of my computer, so why not just give you the information, right? So PayPal will charge a 2.9% uh, fee plus 30 cents uh, for sales within the United States, right? Uh, so, you know why they charge 30 cents? Like, what the hell is that? So let's just say your uh, invoice amount that you uh, are sending off to your client is, say, a $5,000 invoice, right? That's the cost of the project. So they will take out $145.30 um, to use their system, right? So instead of getting paid $5,000, you will only receive four thousand eight hundred fifty-four dollars and seventy cents, right? And again, one hundred and forty-five dollars is still one hundred and forty-five dollars, right? So in the PayPal like business invoicing system, you can actually um, add the client's email, and then when you hit send, it'll send that invoice to them. If they pay it that way, then PayPal will take that two point nine percent plus thirty cents 
um, in fees, right? So instead, if you're going to use PayPal, which again, I use, right? It's something that I use uh, all the time. Uh, I just send them my email address and then they can uh, log into to their PayPal account and then send me a, um, a payment. And that way I don't get hit with a fee, right? Now there are other means of getting paid. Uh, some clients use ACH, which is basically just like a direct deposit kind of thing. So you give them your bank account information and then uh, their accounts payable department will just pay you uh, like a direct direct deposit transfer. Uh, checks are still a thing, right? I've, I've been given checks before. Venmo is a thing too. Uh, I haven't been, been docked on using like Venmo stuff. Uh, when I do my taxes at the end, or not the end of the year, but when I do my taxes, uh, you know, everything is kind of just um, bundled up. I do have a CPA who does my taxes for me. Um, it's like 300 some dollars a year, which, you know, I'd rather pay someone 300 bucks, have them do it for me than have to sit for like hours and hours and hours and hours going through like TurboTax and all kind of stuff, right? Uh, not to say it doesn't work. I have friends who use TurboTax and other uh, software. I just pay a guy to do it for me, right? That's just how I operate. So uh, that is it, right? For client contracts, um, I think the the key points are number one is to uh, always state your scope of work. Always have uh, a deposit. Always, always, always get a deposit. Have the due dates uh, set clearly, uh, and then also, um, you know, just know when you need to have a contract when you don't have when you don't need to have a contract. Uh, that one is sort of more discretionary. I think over time you'll learn when you don't need a contract. Uh, when I was first starting out, I had a contract for everything, even, you know, like when I was first starting off, like a $500 uh, shoot just to um, like shoot, edit, and deliver something super quick for like a local business, uh, $500. I, I, you know, for me, like I needed every little penny. Uh, so I would make a contract for everything. Over time, what I've kind of learned is sometimes, again, like with the with the budget and with the client, with their industry, what they actually do, and also like how much sales they're making, they're generating per year, sometimes a contract for them is too much where they're like, oh man, like I wasn't really expecting a contract for something like this, you know? Uh, and then, you know, for like, again, say if it's like $1,000 or 750 bucks, right? I wouldn't recommend um, you needing to put forth the effort of making a contract. Uh, just make an invoice. Uh, have a like a release and liability uh, form uh, for anyone who's going to be on camera. Uh, that's always important too, just for uh, protection purposes, right? Uh, and that's it. You don't really need a contract though. But for like you know five thousand dollars, ten thousand dollars, fifteen thousand dollars, definitely have a contract, right? Something I learned way back in the day when. Uh, when I used to work in, in tech, I used to, um, my first started working in tech, I was like a desktop support guy, call center guy. And one thing my manager um, told me, which I, I, I also apply to my life today, is um, watch your own ass, right? You know, always notate on the account what the client's saying, anything that happens, right? Watch your own ass. And a contract is how you watch your own ass. Not like that. Just, just, just. Just watch yourself. All right. That is it for me, friends. Uh, we have, uh, I, I reached out to a documentary filmmaker slash cinematographer. Uh, and I won't say who, just because, again, nothing is set in stone. I just reached out. Uh, we we are going to reconnect in a week or so and kind of just, you know, uh, vibe with each other, uh, see what the availability is like. Um, but I am very very optimistic that this will go down and it'll probably be uh, another amazing cinematographer to have on the show. 
so if you guys have liked the episode so far or if you liked this specific episode, um, please rate it. Let me know how I'm doing. Let me know what you like. Subscribe to my podcast as well. Share with anyone who you think will bring value to you or to others. And I will see you guys in the next podcast episode. Bye.